I only but your, your but your wife ultimately was healed from leukemia. She no. Yeah, I'm sorry, your ex-wife. Yeah. She um I think uh last week, seven years, she she's five, six years she's been gone. She passed away? Yep. Wow, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Nah, it's all good, man. It's all good. It was it was it was it was getting hard to see, you know. Um age five years where it was coming and we thinking like, yes, you know, she's good. She's getting her hair back. She's chilling, makeup, whatever. And then, um, something happened. Something happened. It came back stronger. She lost a hundred pounds in two months. Um, it was it was just hard to see, and I and I know and I know that you know the family, they knew it was hard to see. It was hard. It was getting hard to see. And welcome to another episode of What's Up with DJ. I'm your host. DJ, each week I bring you topics about current events, career development, finance, holistic living, life hacks, and stories of inspiration and humor, all from a, pers- a spiritual perspective. So be sure to subscribe, like, comment, and leave a review on Apple Podcast. Your thoughts, opinions, and comments are always encouraged and appreciated. With that being said, let's get right into the show. My guest this week is Dave Hernandez. Dave has been serving in the U.S. military for the past 20 plus years. He discovered his passion for radio, broadcasting, and introducing new artists 12 years ago when he started a successful podcast called QSJ Radio, which supports and promotes unsigned musical artists. As he's approaching the end of his military career, he's looking to convert his hobby into a full-time career. He developed and launched his radio show, Mad La, on QSJ Radio, which provides thought-provoking and entertaining content for over 20,000 listeners in 30-plus countries. QSJ Radio is based out of Chesapeake, Virginia, Dave wants to use his platform to inform, educate, and entertain, and build a healthy national consciousness. All right. So, okay. yeah. So, thank you, man, for joining the show. I really appreciate having you here. Thank you, DJ. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, one of the things that we discussed last time we talked was that I'm a veteran in the Marine Corps. You know, I've been mm. out for a while. But, you know, so we're like cousins in a way because you are currently in the Navy. Yep. If you don't mind me saying. And so, um, and I think when we started talking at some point, well, I don't think I know, we started talking and I mentioned that I did a six-month float. And for the people who don't know what a float is, float. uh, Yeah, the float means that the Marine was uh, basically on the Navy ship. Catching a ride. Catching a ride to do the mission. (laughs) 
And when we discussed it, you mentioned the ship you were on, which was the the Saipan. Man. Yeah, man, the Saipan, that freaking old ass ship. Yeah. Yeah. You know, decommissioned now. Um, it's decommissioned and, now. Which is crazy because as we got to the conversation, we started talking about the year. And the year was 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it actually was the end of 2000. And um, we were talking about how, you know, I think you, I think you mentioned it was real funny. Um, the bombing of the coal. And I was like, wait, yeah, the USS wait, coal, yeah. wait, wait. So put two and two together. We find out that we were on the same ship. Yeah. Man. At the same time. Years ago. Yeah. Crazy. crazy. Small world. I'm telling you. That's what I call synchronicity right there. Yes. At best. You know, but when I, when I saw your picture for the first time, I said, that guy just looks familiar to me. I don't know why <laughs> he looks familiar, but I think I've seen him before. You know, and so. No, I look way different. And, you know, you look at your boot camp pic. Yeah. <laughs> but, some, but but the eyes never change, though. True. The True. eyes never change. So, um, so yeah, man. So I was on the, the, um, the USS Saipan with you. Didn't know. We didn't know each other at the time. No. And, um, and also, you know, we had that crazy experience of being a part of that fleet, which included the USS Cole, which was bombed by um not the Taliban, what's the Al-Qaeda. other crazy foods? Al Qaeda yeah. off the coast of Yemen. Yeah. And um like it was like really it was a like the chillest, coolest um float ever, you know, being on the ship. It was in the middle of the Mediterranean, we're going to Italy, going to Spain, Croatia, mm-hmm. Malta. And then when that happened, all hell broke loose. It mm-hmm. was like, here's your rifle, <laughs> here's your helmet, here's your <laughs> you know like we crazy. were doing something. For for me, um, I, I just joined at that time, and okay. I was um, I was coming from Siganella, Italy, and the cold didn't happen yet. Mm-hmm. I it, I just finished my boot camp training in early October, something like that, and then uh, got to Florida, did two weeks there, then went home. After my two weeks leave, I flew to Rome. Flying to Rome, they flew me to Siganella. And then something took a while. So because I was there for the first time, I just stood in the barracks room that they gave me. So I didn't, I didn't look at the news. I didn't do anything. Next time I I come outside, there's a officer. I forget his name. I know he was a pilot though. He was going on board to George Washington at the time. Mm -hmm. And he, um, he, man, he was like, you didn't see the news. I'm like, no, I just stood on the phone. I was trying to like, Call my girlfriend at the time, right? And mm-hmm. he's like, they they bombed one of our ships. We lost some sailors. I was like, why? Mm-hmm. And so from in Siganilla, when I first got there, the gate was like, it was, it was relaxed. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody was like, you know, just show me ID or whatever. The next time I, I came outside, helmets, bulletproof vest, rifles, everything was out. And they checked everything, my whole sea bag, everything. And I was like, oh, man. So to find out that I was going to the fleet mm-hmm. that Nicole was on, on board USS Saipan. Mm-hmm. And you were like, damn, I joined the right time. I have- <laughs> I, I, you know what? It wasn't even a bad feeling. It was more like, um, let's see what the situation is on the ship. Um, okay. But I knew that because I know Marines, you guys got a tough boot camp. 
And mm. the Navy, we kind of like don't. <laughs> but uh, I know uh, at the end, we kind of like have this almost a pledge of allegiance uh, kind of ceremony. Mm-hmm. And I kind of knew that, you know, those are my brothers and sisters, regardless if I met them or not. And um, I got to go ahead and, and and go forward with this mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of focused on that. Um, but like I said, it was my first time on a ship. So I, at the same time, I was excited, scared. Um, but yeah, man, like that was a really nice you called it. You guys call it a float. We call it a cruise. <laughs> yeah, well, it definitely. If you was on the USS Pan, Saipan, and there are nicer, larger, newer ships, you know that I wish I was on <laughs> at that time. <laughs> and to to be on that is like definitely not a cruise. It's like you know, I mean, there were people like falling over the ship. Like every once in a while, somebody would try to commit suicide. Someone would jump. Yeah, I don't know if they jumped off on purpose or was commit suicide. But then the the Navy SEALs would have to go and get them. Yeah, you know, I mean, the helicopters flying over the ship, looking with the with the the big you know light, trying to find the person who's fell overboard. All of that stuff was going on, and it's not difficult to fall off a ship because there's like big window, like it's not a window, but it's just an opening. So you're yeah, like so walking. It's a, yeah, it's a hangar bay. It's a hangar bay, and they have two doors. It's basically like a bay where they keep all the aircraft when they're doing um, maintenance on it, and um, yeah. There's not a lot of windows on those kind of ships, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but, it's, yeah, it's, but it's you a, do it's have access opening. that if you do go kind of, if you kind of do lose it, people do try to, to go over, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And if, you know, if the psych on board the ship decides that you're um, like a, a danger to the ship, they fly you off, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man, and there's also there's a brig on on the ship as yes. well. You know, a brig, you know, a a brig, a jail was on the ship. <laughs> yep. You know, so it's it was it was like a six month. I was the six months that I was on. I learned a lot and I got to go to a lot of great places before you know the USS Cole was bombed. And um, so overall, it was a great experience, and I would have loved to do it over again. You know. And because it was just such an awesome experience to be able to visit all those countries. And when you're in the Mediterranean, literally, you have nothing like just a bunch of countries that's like surrounding you, you know, the whole time. So you got like it's like if you were to try to visit all those places on your own. Yeah, you could. You could. But it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. I mean, (laughs) but they got faster trains. Let's just put it. Yeah. 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 You got faster trains. So I, I, uh, I I would love to have a chance to visit Croatia and Malta and Turkey and it's all the places that I got a chance to visit. Very lovely times too. Yeah. Yeah. It actually is. I was on looking at some video on YouTube and the girl who's, uh, she's, I think she's like, uh, biracial and her mother is creation. Her father is some other, um, I don't know. He's some, some other kind of black and he's from Washington, DC. So she's lived in Washington, DC and she moved back to Croatia with her mother. And, uh, so she's just like a black girl in Croatia, you know, wow. and she does a YouTube thing up there. I like to have her on my show, maybe have a conversation. But was it like being a black girl in Croatia, you know, but she seemed like they're having a pretty good time from her, her, um, her YouTube channel. So, um, so I definitely would love to go back to Croatia and check it out. 
I've been I've been waiting to go back and then it, it was it's crazy because I don't you remember like we had internet but we didn't have internet it was just only email yeah and it was only email and I tried so hard to keep in contact with some of the people I met overseas so mm-hmm. <laughs> that ain't go so so well yeah. but um yeah I would love yeah, to it's hard one. yeah it was hard to get when I was in the military man in the Marine Corps. It was just hard to get an email address, you know, yes. and then because it was something that was rare, you know. And then when I got back to the, the to the states, um, I got like a Hotmail account or something like that. It was one of those basic, you know, one of those yeah. more like Yahoo, it was, something it was like that. Hotmail, Yahoo was popping. AOL. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and um, you know, but it was like oh, like all, all, all very new. But I, I, I didn't get my first computer, like real computer, until. Um, I was like 24 or something like 23, 24. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think my first ever computer was like my first apartment. So I think 19, like 19, but I was already in the Navy. So after doing a deployment, I kind of just wanted to get an apartment and then Mm -hmm. I ended up having a, a laptop that survived a long time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah they don't last like crap now you know no, i'm was telling it a, you was it, it a mac or? forever you know why uh, another thing is is like uh, there was a lot of like technology it, and it was getting smaller and we knew it um but there was a lot of more of do not change so fast right yeah like you could put a graphic card in you can change stuff you, you know laptops desktops whatever mm-hmm. and um you know, the internet was so new. It was so new and it was going, it was, go, it was growing so fast. Right. The only thing that really was changing really fast was speed of internet. Yeah. And as nanotechnology was, was coming, you know, it just didn't want to get rid of the computer. First of all, it cost an arm and a leg. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you're not trying to get rid of anything that costs an arm and a leg that fast. You're not yeah. trying to yeah. get over it. Not, it's kind of shocking to me now that people pay a thousand dollars or you know more than a thousand dollars now for a smartphone, and they upgrade every single year. Yeah, it's insane. It's, it's like, yeah, I'm just like that's like no one back then when I first like like my first computer when I was like nine years old or something like that. Yeah, but I mean my first real computer like when you actually on the internet. You know, yeah. you know, that cost me something like I think so actually it was a laptop and a friend gave it to me. You know, I seriously think the prices are the same, except like maybe like two, three hundred, depending on what do you want from it. Right. Mm-hmm. So we had these computers, which right now they're probably worth two, three hundred dollars or even less. But then it was you know, two two fifty six megabytes was your hard drive <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. instead of like two fifty six gigabytes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there like, wow, this costs a lot of money, a lot of money. And you just, you know, just focus on that. But as external hard drives came out, see, there was a lot of things that were adapting to what people didn't want to do. They want to, they didn't want to go back and get a new computer. They didn't want to do all that. They. Mm-hmm. You went and got external hard drives, all this, or I went to flea markets a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and I went and got some parts and stuff. And, and, and I got into that, that kind of stuff. But I think, mm-hmm. I think, I think, um, wow, that was, that was, that was a pastime. And I tell you, I got this laptop right now, one father's day. And, you know, I, I got this, 
new one right now, and I'm mm-hmm. still sticking with my old one, like old times. Like you're, you're, you're. Is it a Mac? It, it, no, no. I'm still a PC guy. Okay. I can't, I can't do the other stuff yet. Yeah, you know, it's it, it. I I got my first Mac a couple of years ago. One of the best decisions I ever made. Okay. Um, and you know, still there's no such thing as a as the perfect you know technology. Yeah. You know, but I have to say it it is. You know, there's still things that I miss about the PC about having Windows that 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 they just do well. Yeah. But there, but the sim, but I think what Apple gets right is they don't over complicate something. That doesn't need to be overcomplicated. Okay. You know, and that I do like. You know, it's just it's a lot of things are just to the point. Okay. So I, I like that about Apple, and it's made for longevity. You know, it's made for longevity, like because they they are the same people who created the operating system, created the computer itself. Yeah. But when you buy a Windows, you get you know you might get Dell, you might get HP or some lesser type of computer, and and it just doesn't operate well because it's not made. Specifically by one person, which is fine. Yeah. It's all good. I mean, we could get all technical. I got mm-hmm. Apple phones. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know I like that saying? my I like my phone talks to my computer and my iPad. They all kind of you know ring together. I like that. That's actually the reason. Actually, why I went back to an iPhone because when I got my Mac, I wanted my phone and my computer and my iPad all sort of to, to, to talk up, to each yeah. other. Yeah, the sync up and it does that very well. Very good. I seen yeah. it. It doesn't do yeah. that well with the with the other guys, but no, you can talk about third party apps and try to make it yeah. work, you know. But you know, it's frustrating. Yeah, it's, it, it's it is. It is. So, what made you want to? I know I talked about in the intro a little bit about what you wanting to, um, you know, why you started your own broadcasting um, platform. You know, on podcast. I mean, I've seen things on Facebook that you're doing. And, you know, I did talk about a little bit about the late night podcast <laughs> or the late night, you know, live, Facebook. Yeah, live. don't catch me on there. But <laughs> so it was around uh, 2006 that um, I was an artist. Um, some people claim that I'm still am, but whatever. I was an artist. I was, it was like rap. rapping or singing? I was, I was rapping. Okay. And, Rapping and singing. That was the first Drake call at me. No, but uh, <laughs> the uh, I, I got frustrated because um, I took I took a lot of time in in wherever I was stationed at. I took mm-hmm. advantage of the ten mile radius. So if okay. I was in Leonardtown, Maryland, I had Baltimore right there. I had DC. I had a whole bunch of places. So I would you know create my own tours. And um, things were just not working. For, but for me, I'm an unsigned artist. And an unsigned artist, they don't know anything. You know, they mm-hmm. have to first understand that part about themselves. You don't know anything, right? You don't know business. You don't know this. Now, some might. So some might know something. But what they do is they unfocus, right? They get this instant gratification. And then they, they, they move away from this business plan that they had whatever. Mm -hmm. So here I had this focus where I just needed to get as many shows as possible. And somebody's going to pick me up. Somebody's going to knock on my door, right? That's the dream. Somebody's Mm going to come to me, but um, that's not that I'm not playing on a football team. I'm not playing somewhere. So no one sees me. I'm basically picking these late night pubs. um, These, these 
places I I don't go on the regular. I'm just mm-hmm. there because I'm stationed in in the area. Right. And I got really tired of not being known. So soundclick.com was uh, very known and still is known as an unsigned artist um, hub. And um, I started going into their forums. MySpace was out at the time too. And they were really having charts, which were crazy. People didn't understand. There was like um, signed artist music. Uh, unsigned artists that were chopping and aspiring artist charts. So mm-hmm. in your area, you would get these uh, rankings. Mm-hmm. And then I think someone by the website of Reverb Nation, they kinda, they kind of took the 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 realm of you know representing cities and unsigned artists, but also giving out a bunch of free information. Um, but I wasn't into reading. <laughs> so I didn't want to, I didn't want to go in there. I didn't want to do this is, you know, this is work ethic that I didn't want to do. And I gave myself a timeline, um, age 25. I said, 25, this is a young man's sport. Mm-hmm. And if I don't make it by then, we're going to go ahead and do something else. Okay. Well, so, uh, before I turned 25, I decided that I was going to start a live stream, uh, internet radio. Uh, at that time, there were only 100,000 people doing it in Shoutcast. So Shoutcast, which is the, the also I think the developers were Winamp, which is a, a third-party um, player because no one really liked using the windows media player yeah um i remember when that so winamp um they had so much of uh a change of how people were broadcasting and one of those things were shoutcast now internet radio was so so at its uh i I don't even know what is the beginning that um so certain certain commercial radio stations were actually using shoutcast because they knew that internet radio was going to become something. So as okay. I became someone that was friends with the Winamp developers and shoutcast and all these forums that I was into, I kind of like picked everybody's brain on how to take this laptop that I will not get rid of. <laughs> and create. You still have. Yes. <laughs> now this is a new one right here, but, um, that uh, I would not get rid of this this compact. Remember the okay. name brand compact? So I wouldn't get rid of this compact. And I wanted to create my own server. Here I am. I'm in the Navy. And I don't have a technical job. So I would do this all on my off time. You know, I would, my, my, regular, my, my regular job in the Navy is to launch and recover airplanes. So you'll okay. see the guys on a flight deck or even those commercials and they have yellow shirts and they're launching people. That's, that's my mm. regular job. Okay. So that's cool. man. Thank you. And, and it was, it, it, and it was a frightening job too, just, just put it <laughs> like that. But I like technology a lot and I've always liked technology. I've always liked taking stuff apart since cassette players, CD players. Cause I never wanted to go back to the store. I know my mom paid so much money for all these things so I can have. So I wanted to fix it. I wanted to figure out what anti-shock really meant on CD players. And if anybody listening is like, he said anti-shock, but yeah. Um, yeah. And I know. hated that crap. Ah, anti-shock <laughs> CD players. Ugh. 
so the um the world at home ended up being like you know figure figure this whole music thing out you know i never used pro tools which i know is a a, a mac uh more made for a Mac and and, and mm-hmm. now other operating systems, or I didn't use GarageBand. I used a third party Acoustica and mm-hmm. Mixcraft. Um, mm-hmm. And all I these can, are just like editing software for yep. for music, editing music. Okay. So here I am. I'm, I'm, I have. Do, do you remember the mics that used to come with a standard computer? It used to be long. It used to be long, and it just it just. Didn't look like a microphone, but I had mm. one of those mics. I put a sock over it and I started spitting my bars, whatever. <laughs> and because <laughs> and because the editing software had the actual instrumental, um, I've, I kind of felt like I had good quality because the okay. instrumental was not tarnished. Okay. But my vocals were, yeah. and I didn't know that at the time. So I kind of got savvy with that. Um, but anyways, so I'm, I'm worried about audio. I'm worried okay. about all this stuff, all, all this, you know, getting shows, all this. And I just got tired. I just got really tired because it's a lot. It's a lot to learn. It's a lot of work, right? When you're not teaching, you're not getting taught or, you know, YouTube is, it was at his how to level. But it was more of a Justin Bieber error. It was more of who's who's singing, who's famous at that time. So you had a lot of people that were telling you things, but they weren't telling you too much. So you really had to find out a lot of things for yourself. Yeah. And um, for the Shoutcast forums and, and that kind of community, um, it was IP. It was like, take an IP, take this IP, take this port and send it to the world. So you're. So when you say IP, what do you mean? Like an IP address. So okay. you know that I think it's like four decimal numbers is, is significant mm. to. Yeah, to I thought computer. you meant some other some other uh, acronym. Oh, no, no, you good. Um, which I think is called what? Internet portal, something like. Yeah, that? it is. Portal? It's basically portal. the location of this is this is like your address of your computer. Yeah. So. Okay. I, so. Basically, the start of Internet radio was you were giving everyone this uh, this location of where your songs are getting played or where your audio is coming from and you're sending links. And that's all I knew. So mm-hmm. I would just send links send links send links. And what started off as me just talking, I ended up bringing like my drama in my life into it. Right. Okay. And I, I was like, let me bring phone uh, callers and, uh, you know, phone. And it, I don't think there was an iPhone stage yet, mm-hmm. but um, I kind of was like, you know, using razors and, and, and all this, you know, and putting ports and figure out this mixer kind of uh, situation in real life mixer, the, the software. And I kind of really just stuck with it. I just, just kept sticking with it. The QSJ it comes from something that is, is, is that I didn't let go of at home. Like I don't mm. know how you felt when you came in in the service, but I didn't I didn't like my town, right? I didn't like mm. my town. I was like, I got to get out of here. You know, yeah. Here I, the, the Marine Corps, like I always say, this first thing smoking, right? The first thing smoking is how I'm, and, and the Marine Corps was the first thing smoking. So, so I was like, get me out of this town. Yeah. You know, I, was and, and I think a lot of people have that feeling, right? Because, you know, it's kind of like, and, and it's, it's everything 
that you ever, ever wanted to happen. And, and I mm. say this, you know, in general, I'm sorry if this has never really happened to anybody who, who joined the service, but when you join a service, everything you ever wanted to happen to you happens like two months before you ship out. Like you mm. get the girl of your dreams, you get the, you know, the significant, mm. uh, the, the, the person yeah, like, that you always like, wanted to, to like you. If you listen to the show and uh, <laughs> before you join the military, if you're going to go on a, a float or some, you know, uh, tour or duty, you know, just, just don't. <laughs> yeah, don't just, do <laughs> yeah, just don't fall in love right before you leave <laughs> because it's, it's like, you, you know, you, everybody's wrapped up in, in emotions. Mm. Um, you know, you're about to disappear. So you're, you're either spending too much money or, you know, or spending too much time with the wrong people. Mm. Um, it, it's just really crazy. So here I am, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. And my brother, my brother, uh, DJ X, he is, um, he's, a, he's, a, he's in a rap group. He's in a okay. rap group. So I'm like, okay, it's whatever. I go to boot camp. Uh, I get, I get Dear John's. That was not cool, but whatever. I got some. Yeah, Dear that's Jones. the problem with that. The, the problem with getting into a relationship before you leave is the Dear John letter, you know. And for those uh, who don't know what a Dear John is, a Dear John is a letter that, you know, is your significant is sending you, telling you that they met someone else, that they are. Uh, that you've been gone too long. Uh, where the hell are you? I'm telling you, I've been through this crap before. That's why I tell people, you know, just just don't do it because I think people have a, a misconception about relationships in the military. It's like they think, you know, they like the idea of being with a military person, you know, but not understanding that being with a military person means that, you know, you're not going to have access to them. <laughs> they have to actually work and they're yeah. not going to be, they don't, you know, so it's, it's, it's basically like a long distance relationship. Even if you come home every day, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, and, and shout out to all the spouses who ever yeah. you know, held it down because yeah, you guys are seriously the backbone yeah, it's of a all that. It's a great sacrifice. I'm telling you, it really is. If you can hang in there with, with that, you know, we, I um, think, so go ahead. What you were saying about no? Go ahead. You were saying Sorry. about about so my brother's a so my brother's a um, a rap a rap. He's in a rap group. He started this thing, and um, I used when I when I came home, um, here here I am. Right, I left home. I never wanted to come back home, but I miss home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I started missing home because you know you don't have any more privacy. Your privacy is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have any more. Um, you, you, you just lose a lot. And for some reason, boot camp, it doesn't really do this, but it feels like it just took everything from you because you have deadlines, timetables, places to be. And, you know, you kind of have to rush everything. Right. So you're um, saying that we join the military because, you, you know, I think I understand what you're saying. In I terms got homesick. Of- I basically got homesick. Right. Okay. And when I got homesick, and luckily I, I, I got stationed in the East Coast, and my brother was in a, in a rap group, and they were called QSJ. So I was like, oh, okay. So I used to rap, rap a mad hard, right? Everybody's like, yeah, I'm from the urban community, so I used to, we just rep everybody. Like, yeah, 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 that's my boy. He's the best rapper ever. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then one day he just stopped. So here I'm giving a whole bunch of my time, a whole bunch of my time to this kid. Mm-hmm. And he just stopped. And I wasn't going to like just say that. he didn't want to do it any longer. Yeah. He just stopped. It was like, wow, that's nuts. But then, you know, I got, I was already influenced. I was already trying to do the rap thing. And I said, I'm just going to keep this alive. Mm-hmm. And so I went ahead, I kept it alive. And even when I stopped, you know, creating music and, and creating um, content and, 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 and albums, I kept QSJ alive. I said, this is really have been such a part of me. And what does QSJ stand for? Is, if you haven't already told me already. If, if <laughs> I'm sorry for if I didn't tell you this before, but it means que se joda, which in Spanish means forget them. Right. Okay. So, um, but if you guys Google it, you'll probably figure out is this another saying, but <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it's a podcast, man. You can just spit it okay, out. Okay. Okay. So, guess it all that means fuck them all. Okay. 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 So it means like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. It's basically like, I don't care in the worst Spanish way. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think we all, fuck them all. We, 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 you, you know feel me? Yeah, yeah, we got Cause you. I, cause, <laughs> cause come on, man. These people are crazy, mm-hmm. which these people are like everybody who's, who's, who's always against something. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, I, I kept QSG alive by um, reaching out to those MySpace artists, SoundClick artists. And then I started talking to them. We gained, uh, you know, you gained friendships forever because no one was trying to listen to these people. Mm -hmm. Either their their mixing was off or no one really took them serious. And and I tried my hardest to personalize that because I knew what it felt as an artist to not really been taking the time to get heard. As soon as I I had this breakthrough as an artist where I was going to get my song played in a store and I was like, wow, that's nice. You know, they got mixtapes all over. I could just drop my mixtapes off and um, well, there was kind of an industry going on with that, but I was mm-hmm. so uh, to myself that I kind of looked Crazy. You remember CDs and they used to come in different color cases, mm, yeah, rainbow yeah. cases. So here uh-huh. I'm giving a mixtape out and I got rainbow cases. You know, I didn't even get, I didn't even know there was a business out there that would like, you know, uh, yeah, do the, ju- whole the jewel content. case. Yeah. Yeah. The jewel case, a small one. And, mm-hmm. but I knew of the, uh, the sleeves. I knew of yeah. that, like the mixtape sleeves. I remember there was my, I was up with my brother at one point and he, with his web, his website that you, they would actually, Specifically, yep. make specialized jewel cases. CD baby think, did that. Yep, they still know, around right now. Yeah, CD baby's around. I go there a lot of times just do my research on different artists because uh, it's so hard to just to find out who wrote a song nowadays or who's sure. actually the publishing company. It's just crazy, man. Like you know, it's just ridiculous. I think iTunes and and YouTube music do a pitiful job of giving credit to people where credit is due. You know, you yeah. they, they, they want that money, but, you know, I get a bill every single month saying, hey, you're, you're due 1599 yeah. But I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm glad that you're paying the artist, but I'm just like, you know, it's not only about me hearing the music and them paying the artist about who created the music. That's also should be 
a part of what I'm paying for and what I'm getting is well, I should have to go to CD Baby and all these different places just to find yes. out who and wrote that, the song and what the lyrics are. It's and sucks. that was, that has become my focus at QSJ Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at times it was more of how do you start, you know, what made you do this? What's your plans? Um, but then things started getting really disorganized. I started getting mm-hmm. emails and all these files that, you know, the artists, you know, if they're at home and they're doing their own little mastering and mixing or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they forget to like file name name their tracks so i would get these songs that would say untitled number one and i'm like okay so here's a song by untitled number one and i'm saying it's live right and they're like no my name is uh uh toucan sam and my my song is gunslinger right and i'm like what you didn't send that Mm -hmm. so what started off as saying um was started off as saying like, Hey, can I get some information? I kind of like installed it into their head. I said, listen, I don't know how far you go, but I go far as enhanced CDs and enhanced CDs were extra metadata that yeah. was inside of music. Yeah. Sony music was the first thing that I, right. Yeah. I remember Sony was the first people that I saw that actually did that. You know, no one gave, no one gave a damn. I mean, they were caught on because no one, it's like the CDs that I got that had that metadata that metadata on it. You had to have a Sony device for it even to read the CD. Exactly. You and, know, and, like, and even in the car systems. And it was like really cool. Like once you got a CD and everybody, you know, had their stuff together that you put it on and you could actually see the name and see mm. the song. Um, it yeah. didn't have to say like track one or track two. Yeah, yeah. You know, Which I think I think really- back then there's just such a sloppy way of doing <laughs> business. But so basically, what's happening at this point is you you set up a, a platform where new artists are yep. able to send their music to you. You're able to get their music played so that a larger audience can get introduced to them. But the problem that you run into at this particular point is that the artists don't really understand that you have to sort of put your best foot forward. You know, you have to actually put your name and the name of the song on your track so that I can introduce it correctly. There's a disconnect. Like they understand how to rap. They understand how to mix. They understand everything except the business part. mm -hmm. And, you know, being a a talented musician, uh, of course, this is already on its rarity. Right. Because being talented is meaning also that you're different. And um, Mm. especially nowadays, everybody's literally just following in a wave. Yeah. Um, But then at at that time, I decided to organize myself and to, you know, let artists know. And and, and then, of course, taking information from other radio stations that were kind of at my level or even higher level. And deciding on, you know, do I take my radio station at a, to a business level? Because mm-hmm. that, that's also a business. Because there's also these things that, at, there was at one time, people don't understand this. At one time, your, when your song was played on the internet, it didn't mm-hmm. count. It didn't count. It didn't, it didn't matter. There was no laws. Yeah, nobody no cares laws. about, well, so you're saying that your music is being played on the internet 
at one and time there's I, no publishing issues and things no, like that nothing That's because they didn't no one really at that time and this is me like really heavy into the internet radio thing because i was wondering so you were playing all types of art like yes, signed artists unsigned was, artists <laughs> independent artists and now and I, you know you got all these every, laws saying you yep. can't play justin timberlake any longer Okay, let me stop. Yeah, it pissed me off too, man, because I wanted to play. I wanted to get. I tried to get a license for to play music on my podcast. You know, I'm like, I'm fine. I'll pay for the freaking music. How much does it cost? And they were like two fifty a year. Like two fifty a year. That's all. Like that sounds. You know, it's crazy. You only can play it on your website. Like you cannot put it on Apple. You can't put it on Google. You only can put it on your website for this two fifty a year. And I'm like, that's not apps. No anything. And what's crazy is that the listenership starts at zero. So mm. they don't care if you have no listeners or not. It's 250, right. you know, and that's just to play a specific bunch of artists that are at this specific pro, which is your publishing rights organization. Mm-hmm. And if your favorite artists or the people that are attracting more listeners are not part of that you can't play their song so you got to go to the next one which would be yeah, like BMI, an example is bmi or ascap mm-hmm. and try to get a black blanket license mm-hmm. and then a lot uh, then a lot of this you know you know one thing that i i really dislike about the internet and even though my business is based off the internet and your business of course too is um that there's too much information that nobody is actually like putting it all together. Like there's a step here, there's a step here, there's a step here, there's a process. Mm. Yeah. And I started getting all these hate mails from mm. parents that were, you know, trying to promote their kid. I, they get played on my show and they're like, yo, where's my money? Like, okay, radio does not pay your royalties, right? Real, your royalties. Wow. Are- so they, oh, what's they thinking that because they are, are playing my, I'm giving my kid is giving you their access to play their music. I supposed to be getting some. I'm exactly. sorry. Like, like yeah, no, the, no, no, for real. Like they the really hell? out here thinking that. And, and, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's so crazy because I I get in fights with publishers too over this. Right. And I'm like, listen, either you gave me a bad spelling or something, but I give my reports in regardless of who gets played, because let's say I get an artist who last week wasn't part of a uh, publishing and I'm still playing their song. And the week after they're part of publishing. So I'm still sending the report, even if the artist is not on on a publishing rights organization. Mm -hmm. So while I'm sending these reports, because I have a blanket license, a blanket license means that I already prepaid. So you're Mm -hmm. supposed to get a check from somewhere else. You're yeah, BMI, Ascap, or somebody. Yeah. But it'll say you. that you got played here at QSJ, but that's all. Not QSJ is coming out of pocket because I'm like, bro, like you don't even understand. We're a small right. radio station. We, <laughs> right, we'd right. be lucky if somebody lets us pitch a sponsorship, you know? Right. So it's, um, while, while we're doing that and we're trying to figure all this out, I'm getting all this hate from everybody everywhere it's not even haters it's just like a bunch of people that think they know too much like they some groups i call it miseducation right yes a lot and i kind of wanted to focus on that but now i became this customer service 
which I was like, wait, hold on. Am I really providing a service? Because I'm a a radio station. I kind of like, like I, I get it. And then I was like, all right, you know what? It's true. I'm kind of like the guy to go to. Let me answer the phone. Let me answer these emails. Let me be professional and let them know, you know, certain things that have to happen before they, they start receiving money. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I started thinking about the same thing, like this costing a lot. How am I supposed to get my name out there? How am I supposed to do it? Mean, you're getting this? bogged down by the administrative crap. Yeah. I almost gave up on this. Um, it probably was about two or three years in. So 2009, um, a lot of things were going on in my life at that time. Uh, wife I had at the time was suffering from leukemia. So she was mm. going through some chemos. Um, she just finished having our daughter. And like a year later, they diagnosed her with that. I was going on another deployment. I was on board the USS NASA. And I was like, well, I can't get this show to be automated. How am I supposed to get it automated? And then, mm-hmm. um, and what I meant was, is like, if I log in somewhere and I say, hey, don't forget to, you know, send me a song or something like just a, a post or something somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, I figured out that I can have a form. And if I, you know, were, were lucky enough to hit a port, I can go get Wi-Fi real quick, check my emails and and um, and uh, update my playlist. So that way artists. So what year is this? You said this three years like ago. 2009. About, okay. Yeah. So Facebook was Definitely. around. Um, so it was easy to like, you know, connect because everybody at Facebook at that time was connected with you for a purpose. It wasn't, it wasn't just, you know, I think at, at first Facebook was kind of like a college thing. And yeah. then, to me, it was like a family thing. It was like my mom yeah. wanted to send me emailing pictures of, of me on vacation. It was like, go to Facebook. You can see me up there. So it was sort of like that an easy way for, for people who were not computer savvy to see images now it's some bullshit, but go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It is. It's, it's, you know, even though it's, it's Facebook did not bring me and you together. Okay. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Right. We had to, we had to leave that mm-hmm. in order to get the new friends and guests that we have on our show. We had to leave that because our circle either can be a little too toxic or too, you know, unwanting, but mm-hmm. as it grew, as it grew, um, but this this is this is a time where I was like, okay, let me utilize that Wi-Fi, right? Even though overseas mm-hmm. Wi-Fi is kind of trash, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. there there were times where I just log in, I'd update my playlist, and I just try to keep this going. And um, 2010, um, she just finished her; she was in remission, and six months later, it came back. And when they came back, they flew me back home. So when they flew me back home, I was like, okay, you know, let me, let me take care of your wife. Right. This is, this is, this is how I got to do. And, um, around two weeks after I got home, she, uh, she kind of told me like, you know, I don't know if she was pushing me away or I don't know what, whatever the situation was, but she was tired. And, um, I kind of had to give her what she wanted. Right can't really force these situations, especially mm-hmm. somebody who's suffering. Mm-hmm. So I get what so she's wanted. asking for her space, basically. Yes. Yep. 
and you know, it's always a push and you're like, oh, and not so, but the Navy, they hooked me up. And what I mean by they hooked me up was they gave me orders to stay home, to take care of her. Okay. And I was like, man, what am I going to do now? Because I'm two weeks in and she doesn't even want to, she don't want to play the game no more, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think I was, uh, I was roommating with my brother and he was the same guy, DJ and um, DJ X. DJ X, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look him up, DJ X. Just send me the link. Is he still DJing? He's still DJing. He's, okay, you got to send me the link, man. I got to check him out. He, um, he, uh, so like, so 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 your wife is 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 suffering with you know trying to heal herself through leukemia yeah yep. and she's I'm I don't want to you know tell your story but it sort of seemed like she may have sort of given given up at this particular point because she's pushing you away yeah she's she's pushing me away but at the same time it it it, it wasn't the case. You know, her brother came and gave her um, some plasma and gave her five more years. And but it was it was more of a case of she didn't just it wasn't working out with us. So while I'm over here on a Navy's check <laughs> at home trying to take care of her and my brother was a DJ and I was sleeping on his floor, I kind of told myself, I only have QSJ radio. Now I had kids, mm-hmm. you know, and I would visit them and, and they would visit me and I would spend my time. But since I was like alone, alone, mm-hmm. I, it, it just, I just had dad time, you know, and then I, mm-hmm. and then it went away because I didn't, I didn't take no kids from anybody. And it was a whole bunch of other stuff going on at that time, but mm-hmm. I only but had. Your, but your wife ultimately was healed from leukemia. She, no. Your ex- I'm sorry, your ex-wife. Yeah. She, um, I think uh, last week, seven years, she, she's five, six years, she's been gone. She passed away? Yep. Wow, I'm sorry to hear that, man. No, nah, it's all good, man. It's all good. It was, it was, it was, it was getting hard to see, you know? Um, age five years where it was coming and we thinking like yes you know she's good she's getting her hair back she's chilling makeup whatever and then um, something happened something mm-hmm. happened it came back stronger she lost 100 pounds in two months <clears throat> Um, it was, it was just hard to see. And I, and I know, and I know that, you know, the family, they knew it was hard to see. It was hard. It was getting hard to see. And we knew it was treatments. We knew it was all that, but you know, it's, it's, it's just, it was getting very hard to see. I, th- I still, I still remember this conversation I had with my son because she was going through her, her last treatments and, uh, how old was your son? Well, how old was your son around at, this time? At that time he was seven. Seven. Okay. Seven. So he can kind of understand what's yeah, he, he, going to he, a certain extent. This dude understands everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's probably listening to me right now. Like he's, he's about to go in. But um, he, uh, he's one of those. He's one of those special ones, right? Mm-hmm. So he, uh, 
it kind of made her sad, right? You know, we bring the story up a lot, but it was one of those times where I had to be like no filter. Mm-hmm. And she was, she called me, she was like, you know, can you talk to him? Because he wants me to play, but I'm tired. You know, and we're, we're separated already. We're separated, we're whatever. And I, and I called him and, and, and I said, hey man, you know, if you're going to play with her, just do something next to her or maybe play checkers and, you know, your mom's sick and at any moment she can die. Like I'm telling this kid at that age. Wow. Because I was so angry because I couldn't, you know, take care of nobody. I was. Uh, Are y'all in the same city or in the same state? We, we, or? Were, we were at that time. At that time we were. And um, I was just like, I just, I just had to tell him straight up, like, bro, like this is serious. You know, mm-hmm. um, he, he, he tells me all the time, like uh, probably the realest shit you ever told me, <laughs> you know? but mm-hmm. at the same time, it wasn't something that I wished for. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it was more of a, you know, a reality. Well, check. how old is he now? He's, he's, he's about, a, he's 14. He's okay. He, a straight pain in the ass, but he's that, <laughs> he's that dude. He's that dude. But he's saying that, but he's appreciative that you kept it real and yeah. that you let him know what was going on, even though he mm-hmm. was, you know, seven years old. Yeah. Instead of, instead of using that, you know, as a, you know, I know, I know that they pain. I know that they pain, you know, mm-hmm. I know that they go through their things and, and their pain, but um, before she was gone, you know, only, only, all I had was QSJ and visitation with my kids. So since I was in New York city, I kind of just jumped around clubbed and started meeting a whole bunch of people, Mm -hmm. did festivals, started branding myself, you know, Mm -hmm. and basically the show saved me because I went into whatever that's called, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, I don't want to, diagnose myself or anything like that but I went mm. into some place where it was like I knew that I had to do something and stay busy you know mm. I joined a gym New York New York gym like that's <laughs> super expensive I was like mm. what am I paying $150 for a gym for a month wow <laughs> what <laughs> and 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 what was crazy is that I was still getting Navy money. I was still at home and I was supposed to be taking care of, of, of her and mm-hmm. um, that opportunity didn't come. So I went to the recruiting station. They gave me a few jobs. Um, I wasn't a real recruiter, but in the morning to the afternoon, I kind of was like, Hey, you want to join the Navy? And at night it okay. was like, Hey, you want to be, you want to get a show? You want to get an interview? You want to, let's, let's take a picture. I went to uh, Staples and created a fake press pass so I would like access all these places <laughs> and it, it was, it was working. It was working. I was like uh-huh. at, um, at New York city's, um, hot 97's, um, what was it called? 97.5. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, summer jam. I got access to that. I started meeting with a whole bunch of friends. Uh, uh, and what year is this? It's like two- this is just 2010, 2010, oh, 2010, 2011 wow. era. And ever since then, I have like you know, I, there was this one group. This one group uh, talk about money entertainment, which is also Fred the Godson's, um, the late Fred the Godson's uh, label. I followed them because it was family based. 
You mm-hmm. know, I just, I, everywhere I was chasing, I was chasing everybody. I was even chasing Joe Button before he become a podcaster. I was chasing him. I was like, ah, I want to, I want, I got to get a. You mean, you mean Joe Rogan? Joe Button. Joe Button. The rapping, the rapper. Uh, oh, he made okay. That song, Pump It Up. Pump okay. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I need to there's, now. there's, there is a Joe I Rogan. Thought you, I thought you said too. Joe Biden for a second. I said, no, you no, mean Joe Button. 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 Okay. See, there's that lisp. That's what I'm uh, <laughs> I said, you <laughs> Joe Biden. I said, what's going on? Okay. No, okay. So, now so now I, was, I got you. I, so I was following these artists. I'm just following uh, them, following them, following them, trying to get, um, you know, this, this, this music journalist thing that I was trying to do where I was Mm. trying to figure out like, how are these artists making it? And Mm. believe it or not, no matter how many places I went, how many people I met, it's all about branding. It's Mm. all about, uh, you know, you got to have the money, you have to have the talent, but you, Mm. you, you have to have the branding. Yeah. So you gotta have that machine behind you, you know, it's that it's that machine that you know, and I hate you know I hate the freaking saying that because you know, but I just know that you know even the thought I thought about even yesterday I was like thinking oh you know but something I was thinking about and yeah. you know this and I, I love Adele you know I think she just has an amazing freaking voice and you know she's she's signed to Sony and all that crap right yeah and but there's a lot of artists out there that can sing better than Adele and has better music than Adele. But the reason what makes Adele so special is she has that freaking machine behind her. Yeah. You know, and and her album going to come out next month or whenever it's going to come out. It's going to be number one, going to sell, you know, 10 million plus copies not because you know she's the greatest singer, not because she has the greatest songs, and I'm saying she's good. I mean, she's just a great artist, probably better than most out there that we've heard of that are signed. But um, but there are other artists out here that are even more special than Adele, but they don't have the machine behind them. Yep, and you know there there's always this thing that these these artists, especially the ones you're probably talking about, they, they want to keep everything a hundred percent real, right? Everything a hundred percent authentic. Mm-hmm. And that kind of burns their own bridges because mm-hmm. what happens is if they want to get signed, you're going to have to give up a lot. And yeah. if, if you're an unsigned artist and you're trying to make traction, you still have to give up a lot in order to you know, pursue whatever the signed guys has. You have to let certain song go. And certain certain artists don't want to let go of their rights. They don't want to let go of their studio sessions. They don't want to let go of any other stuff. They don't want nobody remixing their 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 stuff. And you know, it becomes selfish because you know you could get you could get a check off of that. You can get a check off of just you know having writers or composer kind of you know information on there. But they don't want to look into too much of that. You know, how I don't know how many songs got turned down by so many other people and mm-hmm. people. Um, I, I, I talked to a guy by the name of Ruben Martinez last week, and he is he's a, he's a world known manager. Right. And it was kind of special because I felt like managers have the worst job in the industry. I do. Well, I believe in that. Cause they, cause they have to deal with, they have to deal with everything that right. the artist throws at you from their emotions to their problems, 
to their to their insecurities to mm-hmm. you know the whole bunch of a whole a whole bunch of stuff right and um it's very hard to try to invest your time in 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 the talent that doesn't believe in themselves you right. know and to try to push that or try to get them meetings and and all this stuff. and and you know uh, professional recording artists have a very very hard life they miss a lot of things I thought me being in the military was hard, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm a hero regardless, right? right. <laughs> think about that. Right. It's, it's easy a- to explain. To, it's, you're up in the military, and, and I think people are, are socially, it's more socially as, acceptable where people go, oh, it's so unselfish of you to be out there. Yes, it's you know? unselfish. But it's, as it's an a, artist, it's sort of like, artist, this, is like, yeah. this is your ego. This is your ego. you serious? Like, you're you not going to make it. You know, you're dealing yeah. with all of that. Mm-hmm. And... It, it, it's just like I get it. It's a, it's a it's a it's a thing. You get really full of energy, but then you know you just get into these these situations that you you don't. A lot of people don't want to let stuff go. Yes, mm-hmm. I've met, you've met, we've heard, we've downloaded, mm-hmm. we supported so many artists that are beyond talented mm-hmm. from what we're hearing on the radio. Yeah. But a lot of people got to understand that that's a certain time in your career, mm-hmm. not a specific, uh, it's, it's, it's a specific time. So if mm-hmm. you're a commercial artist and you're a commercial mm-hmm. artist and you belong at a certain airwaves, if you're a unsigned artist that is making commercial moves, then there's possibility that you can be up there, but you're not going to get played too much because you don't have a backing of a label. Right. And then there's the aspiring unsigned artists where are it, where it's, um, it's just, it's just very hard. It's just very yeah. hard to explain. I know we got like, no, 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 but I, I, I get what you're but saying. It's just, in terms but it's a specific of, time. It's a specific time. Like if you got the catchiest song in the world right now mm-hmm. and it came from social media, then you need to let that song go. How do you let that song go? You get that license. You tell them, hey, this is going to be distributed by so-and-so and we'll cross our fingers on how many radios pick it up. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of part artists think that, oh, I got, I got, 60 million views going on on YouTube. Okay, mm. so how are you capitalizing on YouTube? Now, mm. did you did you did you even try to capitalize? Did you pull out merchandise? Did you you know because you're not going to get all that money. YouTube's going to get that money, right? right and if right. your song is not if your song is not put together, which means the behind the scenes stuff, then you're not going to get anything. You're just going to be popular. So you know, some people are happy with that. Some people are happy with popularity, you know, and some people are just happy with the compliment, you know, and, and uh, that's, you know, I, I've seen that. It's like, you know, you, you're never going to get to that place because you got to be beyond just having someone, you know, you got to be beyond being satisfied with just the applause. And, you know, there has to be something. And that's where the team comes from. That's where the team comes from. That's where the machine comes from, because. Mm the artist plays the ego, you know, but the mm-hmm. ego shuts down all the time. Everyone's ego shuts down all the time. DJ, I don't know how long you've been podcasting, but I'll tell you one time, one time or another, you probably wanted to give it all up. 
and, and had, I have said this, this, this is not my first part. This is not my first time at the rodeo. But tell me, but tell me D, did it have anything to do with the podcast? No, it had to do with my own insecurities. It had more to do with what is Life. the impact that I'm making. And when you can't see the impact that you're making, mm-hmm. you can't see it. And then when the pot, the pot you know, like, I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm doing this. I just don't know why. It's not exactly. putting any money in my pocket. I don't, know who, I don't know who's listening. But when... Not yet, anyway. Don't worry. You're right. But... <laughs> Then after I would leave, I would leave it, you know, of course I would feel the emptiness of leaving it because, you know, you, you know that what you're supposed to be doing, right? Yeah. And people would say, oh, you're not doing the podcast any longer. I was listening to it. Huh? You know? So, and then that there comes that phrase where, you know, um, give somebody their flowers before it's too late, right? Yeah. And... We 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 don't get flowers. <laughs> we <laughs> we get thank yous from our guests and people that we meet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then it just it becomes a dead zone of mm-hmm. of hearing nothing. You see the mm-hmm. downloads, but you don't get responses. And then right. you ask for reviews or something mm-hmm. like that, and you yeah. hardly get them. And it, like, but it happens, though. I, you know, I I I people say, "Oh, not the episode." This, this is the thing I have to get. I good. have to get beyond. This is what you had. I had to get beyond. The thing is, is that I had a person walk up to me and saying, "Oh, I really enjoyed what you said in the episode," and I didn't have have the time, nor they had the time for me to sit there and say. Which episode that you see, hear, hear, see, I don't know if you saw the episode on YouTube. I don't know if you listened to it on Google or whatever. I don't know what I said and inspired them. They don't even freaking remember. So you, it's like I had to get out of wanting that feedback of what did I say? What mm. episode was you listening to? Yeah. You know, all they remember is that you said something that inspired them. Right. Yeah. So that's it. You're not going to get the satisfaction of knowing what that was. Yeah, you're, you're not. not. It's so you annoying. But, uh-huh. but I had to let that <laughs> but go. It's all, good. it's all good. Like how, how, you know, what's crazy is sometimes artists deal with the same thing all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll, um, you got the eagle testicles, eagle testicles, eagle testicles who are looking at their views and they're like, oh, it's lit. It doesn't matter. They all viewed me. They all shared Mm -hmm. me. It's all good. They're happy with the applause. Exactly. And then you got people who just want, you know, who take an extra amount of time on their craft and they want to know the details, just like Mm -hmm. podcasting. You, mm-hmm. When people have their stuff organized, if you guys didn't know, DJ is extremely organized. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I say this all the time, every time we talk. Um, but, um, you know, sometimes you forget things and it's all good. But yeah, yeah. It's been a tough week, right? <laughs> when when you got those, those people who take an extreme amount of time on their craft, they want to know the details. They want to know mm-hmm. the details because yeah, the, the love is so in the much details, details, right? The love is and, in the details. And um, yeah, we're, we're, we're not going to get that. We're not going to get that. We're never yeah, yeah. going you, to you, get you, that. You, not the, at the place that I think that we, we would, we would, it would satisfy us. Not mm-hmm. the place that's going to be, be satisfying. 
I had to just know that, you know, you don't know the, the level of satisfaction I get when I upload a new set, a new episode. There's like the greatest satisfaction you just can't even imagine that I get every time I'm finished at all the editing and everything. And I press that button. It says publish. It makes me feel like this is what I supposed to be doing, you know? So I know that that's, that's it in a nutshell. It isn't a compliment. It isn't, I mean, it's great. I mean, I want people to listen to the show. I want people to respond. I want to make money off of this one day. You know, it takes time to grow and consistency and all those things. Um, and I believe, and I, I'm a firm believer, you know, anything that you focus on grows in yeah. some way, way or another. Yep. yep. But, you know, but of I, course f- I we, feel that a hundred percent with the podcasting yeah, because it, you finish something and, and not only that, you're letting it off to the world. You mm. know, it's not something that you're holding on you anymore. It's mm. something that, you know, people could share and, mm. and hopefully the guest shares. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You shared amazing stuff, man. I mean, I mean, you, you really surprised me in terms of all the things that you share. And I learned so much even with our conversation, what we've had shared, what you shared already. There's so much, there's so much DJ. Yeah. You have a story, man. I I definitely feel you on, you know, that you have more to share. And I think that, um, that you have a bright future in front of you, man. You really do. You have this light. And I think there are certain aspects that I see that you don't even see yet that you haven't tapped into. And, um, and, oh yeah, I mean, you have a bright future in front of you. I think it's just certain things that you possess that you just haven't sort of figured out just, and maybe you already sort of know that. Yeah, it's morphing time. Yeah, you haven't sort of, you know, sort of, you know, put into the shape that it needs to be in, but you know, you, you'll get it, you know, with the consistency and you've been doing it for, you know, we, we've been talking about, you know, we haven't even gotten to the last 10 years no. of this. We just got to 2010, yeah. you know, and maybe we need to have a part two conversation about just the last 10 years that you've been working on this. Hey, I don't mind, man. I don't mind. Yeah. Well, I do have a, a seven o'clock. With the, well, I got, I got a, I got, I got a lot of things to do in the next two hours. Especially, I got a guest yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah, but we, but we, of course, we, we want to. We definitely first, talk. This is our first conversation, man. So, uh, out of many more, because I think that what I've sensed from you is, is that, um, you definitely know what you're good at. You definitely have figured that part out. You know what talent you have and what your ambition is I just you know and I think that I and I figure those things out too maybe I, I got some way to go in terms of trying to get that um channel in the right way okay. but um but definitely man I think wow that, I got a mentor <laughs> you know look man I I, I I'm I'm, Yo, I'm shout a to good, my boy I'm a just good sh- mentor Yo, no. DJ just told me he's going to be my mentor. Okay, thank you so cool, much. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. You know, in mentorship and mentoring is always a win-win situation. It's always yes. something to be learned and to teach from, from both sides of the, the situation. So, um, so yeah, 
I, I uh, yeah. So, man, I just want to thank you so much. I just don't want this conversation to end because I just had a more thousand questions to ask you about um, your journey and about some of the things that you got sort of coming in the future. Mm-hmm. So how do people reach out to you if they want to get in contact with you? So for artists purposes, I would always guide them to the qsjradio.com website, you know, go up there because more, 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 more than anything, they're going to ask, how can I get my song played? Mm-hmm. Well, we have a consideration, which is free and five, $5 fee, which will just get you a slot on kind of like a standard rotation. And anything higher than that is probably going to be an interview and four of your singles um, in in that interview. And your songs will get played all year. Now, if people ask for these songs more than 10 times, you're probably going to be put on our top 100 songs of the year um, because we don't get a lot of songs um, requested like that. So we did, we've been doing this 100 hundred unsigned artists for the last 10 years. I think we're going on our 11th year this year. And um, that's, that's been a little bit of tough because the last three to four years, people have been, you know, submitting in the thousands. (laughs) Wow. That's a lot of music, man. Try to get through. Yeah, I know. It's just, I've really focused on artists that have been grinding meaning mm-hmm. they got a brand behind them. They have, um, you know, they're continuous. They're being consistent. Anything anything that can probably inspire me, you know, because that's what artists do. They kind of inspire. Um, and, and, of course, they have to have some type of talent. Um, but we take everything. We take all songs. We take songs that, you know, you artists just started mixing and mastering, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take those, we'll take that into consideration. We don't review music. Um, because, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think that that's, and this might get some of my associates mad, uh, but I don't think that instant gratification is something that an artist needs in their uh, thing. I, we talked about it just now about our mm-hmm. own podcast situations where mm-hmm. we want to know, what the feedback is about the product that we put out there, but that also can be, uh, you know, heartbreaking. You're going to, you, you as an artist have to understand that you have to find your own fans. You can't go and jump into somebody's fan base and expect them to love you too, because you got inspired by, or even sound the same or use the same beat or whatever, you know, it's just, you have to find your own fan base. And I really believe highly on that. So they can go to qsjradio.com uh, or if they want to email me and, uh, you know, just talk about, you know, possible interviews or any products, uh, albums, projects, uh, businesses could hit me up too. That's going to be at qsjradio at gmail.com. I'm on social media and I wanted to like write this down. I'm on social media, a hundred percent authentic. So that means I'm not hiding feelings. I am not going to act different from what I am at, uh, in, in real life or on social media. So if I'm sad, I'm going to be sad. I'm probably Mm -hmm. reaching out to people. Um, if I'm going to be happy, I'm going to share a milestone. Uh, 
but I won't get into politics because mm-hmm. being in the military and, you know, it's just, I, I don't live that life. You know? yeah, in the military, you do do as told. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> that's what, the simplest way to what, say it. What, what but, do I believe today? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the simplest way to put it, but knowing that, you know, um, we fought side by side with people from the farms, people from the urban community, people from other countries, all types of, uh, of America in one place. Mm-hmm. We all know when we had jokes on each other that they were jokes. And sometimes it would get a little bit worse than that, but we had to get the job done together. And I think that me as a person doesn't get into politics like that because it's just one way and one thought. And the way that I was, uh, at, that I took my years in the service is that, you know, I, I we, we, I'm doing the same service that I would do for someone in the city, someone in the urban community, someone in the, in the sticks, as we call it, or, or um, in the countryside. Mm-hmm. It's the same mission. It's the same, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the the same, same flag. I have to know? defend this country regardless of if you are Republican or Democratic. If, if, if there's a, a Republican president or a Democratic president, I still have to defend this country. So it, 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 it doesn't, my allegiance doesn't change depending on who's in charge. It's just, you know, I think that's sort of ingrained in you as, you know, being a military man, you know. Yeah, so. and a lot of community service. <laughs> yeah, because that's what, that's really a what. A lot of community service. That's really what, what being the military is, is community service and it's, it really is a service. I mean, when they say service, it's it's service. It you is know? all day. And and uh, yeah, so I I feel you on that. So I'll leave that those that link inside of um, your email address and your links to your social media in the show description, so people can reach out to you. And I would like to, you know, send me a song of somebody. I would like to have the intro of this episode be a song that maybe nice. a hot beat that you think is an emerging artist and introduce them on this show. Maybe I can um, uh, have the, the intro and the outro of that song. Maybe put a little 30 second snippet or a 30 seconds. Usually I lately I've been doing that. I've been taking 30 second snippets of some songs that I like uh, that are that are, you know, uh, almost free but you know I'm not paying anybody royalty free songs but that the music is great and like I said they're a great artist great music just they don't have the 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 machine behind them them, Um, so that's what see and it's it's crazy because you know they just the whole purpose of my show and I'm not the only one that does it is to educate, you know, mm. I bring in the experts, go do my own research, show results, because a lot of these talents just straight go to waste. And um, any artists out there, please, please just, just take your time. Some of it is fast. Some of it is slow. If you're getting people to telling you that, you know, your stuff sounds outdated I'm mm-hmm. telling you right now, one of the oldest 
guest I ever had on my show was 75 years old and mm. he was making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. So whoever is telling you this probably <laughs> didn't make it. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, you got to have a, a belief in oneself that is, you know, that's very real. Um, and a question I always ask myself is, if you was paid nothing, would you still do it? And, you know, look... <laughs> You know, my, you know, I, right. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm doing it, you know, and I'm loving doing it. it. And, loving and I love what I do because if I wasn't doing it, I can't imagine not doing it, you know, because I, you know, I, I have my moments, but I'm like, why, you know, but then it's like, I'm back to doing what I, what I'm doing. So, uh, you know, it just, it just what it is, man. You, you know, a artist has to create, you know, yes. and it's maybe not, I'm not doing music in terms of creating music or creating, creating this podcast, but um, that's my way to create and uh, my way to give back. And what I would love to do is like, this is all that I do in terms of, you know, one of the major things that sort of feed my pockets and it feeds my soul and it feeds it. I would love that. You know what I mean? I had that Oprah moment where, you know, this is, you know, my calling and it's paying, you know, every, you know, all aspects of my life. But, you know, you just have to. But if you don't do it, you'll never know. You'll never know if that was the outcome for you. You know, at least you know yeah. that where it's going to go. And, and like I said earlier, whatever you focus on grows. So, man, I'm so glad I had you in the episode. Like I said, I can't wait to have you back yeah, so man. that we can talk more about uh, the last 10 years of QSJ. <laughs> and, um, and definitely what projects that we can work on possibly together as, as, uh, as you know, we, we I would grow. definitely like that. Yeah, man, I definitely, like I said, I think, you know, I think what you're doing is great. I mean, your business, I think it's great, but your personality, there's something there, man, that I think is just, even you haven't tapped into just yet. This, I what? can just see it. Am I boring? It. No, <laughs> not boring. It's just that, it's just a piece there I see that I'm just like, this guy has something. Uh, and and he just it's 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 gonna it's gonna be it's gonna come out, it's gonna be revealed, it's gonna it's gonna show itself. But yeah, man, you, you definitely have this 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 thing there that I see that um that is that as you move forward, you're gonna go, oh, okay. Yeah, I see what DJ was talking about. All right, DJ, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you up. Like, oh, he was talking about my haircut. <laughs> you funny, man. No, man, no, no, dog. You you got you got something there, man. And thank you so much, got, Yeah, so man, much. you got you got this thing that that's locked and loaded, and and yeah. <laughs> 